Welcome to Digineer Presents. On today's episode, Gus and Joe tackle our next interaction principle called Be the Team. On this episode, they speak about all the things that are fun and not so fun about what it means to be a team player and how being a team player impacts the delivery of your projects. So without further ado, here's Gus and Joe. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Digineer's Commitment-Based Management. I'm Joe Colomina. And I'm Gus Broman. Hey, Gus, how you doing this week? I'm doing great. Boy, I've been looking forward to this episode talking about Be the Team for quite a while. It's, uh, whew. Yeah. Let's be the team. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's do it, man. Usually it's more <laughs> than just you and I, but uh, you and I could at least talk about it. So how do, yeah. high level, how does uh, Be the Team tie into commitment-based management here at Digineer and when we implement it at Clients, Joe? So, you know how we've been talking about how uh, we want to uh, reduce friction and make our team uh, much more high performing. And so what we, what we want to be able to do is to do what it takes to make that team successful. And, and that may mean, you know, making some sacrifices, but it's all about being 100%. Not 50, not 25, but 100. Yeah. You know, when you see Be the Team, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. And actually, it's it's pretty basic when you go through the granting trust and being accountable. Because in the groups that I've been with, if I'm around someone and I ask Joe to get me something by Friday, he commits it to me and he gets it every single time. Actually, it steps up my game, and I want to be the team, you know. And 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 I, I also think about, you know, and and candidly, it's really contagious. I mean, if you've ever been around a good team, the last thing you want to do is be the weakest link on the best team. <laughs> That's absolutely right, and you're right. Contagious is what that is. It, uh, it it's it's the kind of thing that you do want to spread throughout the team. Right. And it's, I mean, I'm a sports guy. And so it's pretty easy because, you know, you think about the sport of football. An offensive lineman, you're not going to ask that offensive lineman who's 300 pounds to say, hey, I was just wondering if you could play quarterback this week. You know, it isn't that kind of being the team and asking people to do something that they hate or it's impossible for them to do. But really, yeah, let's remember let's remember the competency factor when assessing trust. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. But <laughs> you might have to go to a class, <laughs> right? Right, and you might have to at least have that uh, offensive lineman be the running back instead of the quarterback, the old uh, refrigerator Perry, and run the ball in the end zone. But oh, uh, that that takes me back. Yeah, it does. And poor Walter Payton didn't get the touchdown. But back to being the team, uh, you know, being a you know, people who want to make the commitment of the team. And I think about when I was at a at a client where we had a couple people, candidly, they were underperformers. And we had people who were stepping up, stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. 
And toward the end of the project, this one guy actually said, well, hey, I, I actually want to do that part. And he just realized that he really wasn't pulling his weight. And it wasn't like we had a, you know, bring him in the penalty box or took him out to the woodshed to say, hey, but it was just more of that social positive peer pressure that he really wanted to contribute to what the team was accomplishing. It's awesome that uh, you, you refer to that as the positive peer pressure because, you know, when we hear peer pressure, we always, always think of the negative consequences. But uh, the positive peer pressure, when we pull people up and uh, help them to succeed, I, I think that that's a great story right there. Right. And and I, al- I also think I, I was working with a... Uh, the project actually was sunsetting their mainframe system. And we had to do it over the weekend. And we, we <laughs> basically had the chart out. And instead of like assigning people to say... Hey, Joe, you're going to have to be on call from midnight to 4 a.m. What we did is we actually just had the uh, schedule out and had open signups and just said, hey, we'll see what happens. And instead of assigning people, we just left it open and let people choose their own spots. And it was amazing at how many people just really stood up, were able to work the weekend, and they were able to select what hours they wanted and what stunned me is that there are actually people who did want like the midnight to 3 a.m shift and it was just it was just a really inspiring weekend where we were able to be the team and accomplish the work that had never been done in the last 23 years yeah well you know when you're replacing a mainframe, that's usually what it takes. That's right, exactly. Let's spend 23 the years. Yeah, yeah. It was actually oh. kind of fun. At the end of it, we had a sledgehammer that we brought out to kind of, you know, really uh, show that we were decommissioning the mainframe, if you will. That's a great story, and and uh, I I was there for that. Yes, well, you were. Yes, you I were. was in a different portion of the project, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally saw that team really was the team they were the team and um uh great great uh example of uh of the be the team there was no i in that team to uh to reuse an often (laughs) reused phrase yeah yeah So, so there is no there is no half measure there is no uh let me try. There, there is only do, mm-hmm. and, and let's not quote Yoda, but uh, you know what I'm saying. I do, and I don't really know Yoda that well, so I will just go with the let's just get it done. And and what's amazing <laughs> is that you know in these stand-ups, you know in the mornings where you're like, hey, what roadblocks do you have? And that's really where I've seen great teamwork as well. Because it's like you're standing there and it takes a while for people to really fess up when they have a roadblock. But once people have a roadblock, in general, people want to help other people out. Because you all have to be pulling on the same rope in the same direction. And no one wakes up in the morning and says, I really want to suck when I go to work today. Like, <laughs> that that's not a deal. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> and, and, and so if they're able to chip in, you know, they break off into the smaller group, figure out what needs to be done, block it, tackle it, 
figure it out, and they're the team, and they move on. But um, it really takes, you know, when we're talking about be the team, it really takes someone who's a leader who can, it, it goes back to the mood from last week. You need to have someone who's setting the mood, who's going to be positive, because that negative talk can permeate right through the entire team. Negative talk is very con- contagious, but the nice thing is, is that the positive talk and, and the uh, let's grab the rope, I mean, that's contagious also. And it can counteract a lot of the negativity that occurs on a day-to-day basis. It's a great story. I think back to what you just said on on whether or not you fess up about the roadblocks that you have. Remember authenticity. That is another mm-hmm. principle. Be authentic. You will not withhold any right. negative assessment that you have about the project that you're on, right? Mm-hmm. You have to bring that stuff up. You have to fess up. You have to say, you know, I have this issue. It is a roadblock, and it is going to impact my ability to keep my commitment. So let's do something about it. And hopefully the powers that be, the powers that have the ability to influence, are able to step up and say, yeah, let's let's get that cleared. Right. I also know that as a leader, as I'm leading some of these meetings, the more knowledge you have about the project and the more knowledge you have about the people on the project, you can specifically, instead of saying, Hey, do any of you have any roadblocks? You can say, Lars, what are your roadblocks? And yeah. notice the difference there. There's there's two major things that are different there. Are there any roadblocks? That's one. And you're just in general asking if they're out there. That's uh but when I say Lars, what are your roadblocks? I'm specifically asking a person and, and the assumption is there are roadblocks because there usually are on projects. And then that puts his guard down. And if I'm assuming there's a roadblock, then he can say, oh, thanks for asking. Here's what's going on. Where if it, it kind of reminds me of my teenage sons, you know, you know, how was school today? Good. Like the point is to not answer. But if you say, Lars, what are the roadblocks? It gives him an opportunity to answer in a non-defensive way. Yeah, it's interesting. We we just did our Pro 2 discussion uh, for our client uh, team. And uh, our illustrious HR director uh, was talking about how most of the people on the team are internal processors. And a lot of times right. in these meetings, especially these online meetings where we're all remote, you know, there is a hesitancy to come forward with things like roadblocks, right? Yep. But you can mitigate that situation, a bunch of internal processors, by going out and calling people out individually. And also, the way that you phrased it, what are your roadblocks? Not, are there any roadblocks? Right. right? I, I, I really like that approach. And I really think that the uh, very intelligent internal processors of this world are able to fit into a uh, uh, into a, um, uh, uh, a method like that much better than they would be if we were to say, "All right, who's got a roadblock? Right. Raise your hand." Yep, right. yep. <laughs> yes, I'm on a dead end. That's me. <laughs> you know, and it's and, and what's what's fantastic, Josie, and, and you know, I appreciate you in more ways than eleven. 
But uh, this is one of those because you you taught me because you're an internal processor in the first year and a half that I worked with you, you drove me crazy because it's like, come on, let's go. You know, let's be high energy. When really you were analyzing it, you know, from every six ways till Sunday. And then you're reaching out weeks, if not months. Meanwhile, I'm Mr. Impetuous. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And uh, and so you really taught me. So here's a here's a formal thank you, Josie, from Gus. So thank you, Josie. Well, and thank you, Gus, because I will tell you that while I appreciate what you've said, all of that true, but to a fault, okay? Because you can process or you can analyze, um, but you have to do it in a way that's timely for the world around you. And, and if I'm interacting with you as an individual who's um, much more external processor, I need to adjust my style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but not that there's any uncomfortable communication between the two of us. Um, well, maybe once or twice. But, Every you know. once in a while, absolutely. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, it, it's internal processors. I, I I'm one of them, and uh, and and we just have to we have to open up a little bit more and um, and, and maybe externalize a little bit. Externalize well, is that a word? It is. It is today okay. in our podcast. Um, <laughs> but as we're thinking about being the team, I mean that is part of it. Being the team is knowing the strengths and weaknesses of those on the team. Exactly. Right? And so it's like, I need to know if I'm if if I'm playing uh, football or as we say in America, soccer. If I'm playing with Paresh and he's on the left wing, I better know he doesn't have a left foot, and then I'll be able to put it on his right foot. There's other times that it's like, oh boy, he's he knows the field. He has a high soccer IQ, but he's slow as molasses. Well, if you know what what the strengths and weaknesses are, we can do better as a team. And and so back to this internal processors. And uh, I actually get, I see this a lot because I'm an adjunct professor at Bethel University. Many times the internal processors, it isn't because they they're not thinking correctly. It's because they're thinking so deeply and so broadly that it takes time to process everything. And then, uh, so what I've learned in facilitating meetings is you need to call on those internal processors. Otherwise, us annoying extroverts are just going to take over the meeting the entire time. You know? <laughs> and it actually, right. it's, it's I've seen this in online education, where if I'm in the classroom, it's always the same annoying Michelle. I got the, uh, any question? I got it. I got it. I, where in online, people can actually think about it and articulate it in a written version. So another aspect of being the team is knowing the strengths and weaknesses of those on the team. Absolutely. Gus, do you think do you think we're a team? 100%. I mean, and, and I got to tell you, there's times in the first six months... Our team record was probably one and seven, you know, and it took us a while. But now it's like if I know you would be my number one draft pick, not in kickball for sure, 
but like <laughs> on a project team. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll, I'll, I have to know your strengths and weaknesses, and your left foot isn't good on the kickball. No, no, no. For whatever reason, I, I consistently, I mean, I don't, you know, it's like I'm, I'm swinging low because I was always hitting a pop-up, yep, and it's yep. kickball. It is. I mean, yeah. how, how on earth did that happen? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But, but I'll tell you I mean, what, if, if uh, Business Intelligence Project, you're, you're my number one draft pick. So <laughs> it's, but, but it goes back to understanding who the people are and, and how the strengths and weaknesses there. Absolutely. I'll just have to have a kickball class, right? It's yeah. my competency. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll come up in your annual review. Areas for awesome. improvement, kickball, <laughs> offense it, and defense. It definitely won't be an exceeds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us this week. We talked about Be the Team. Make sure you follow Digineer on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. <laughs> Join us again next time when we start talking about mood, a very important topic. I'm Joe Colomina. And I'm Gus Broman. Until next time, goodbye. We'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents, brought to you by Digineer. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and look for Digineer and all those social media platforms. We look forward to hearing from you.